0: Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. If you are looking for ways to reclaim your full spiritual power and all that inner desire that you have rocking inside of you, you are going to love today's episode because I am interviewing Christy Whitman. About her new book called The Desire Factor. So please continue listening. Welcome to Enthusiastically Spiritual, where we share spiritual truths, spiritual stories, and spiritual sharings from other like minded souls to support the spiritual part of your journey. Hi, I'm Teresa Shantz. I'm a spiritual seeker and enthusiast who through my life has had my cup filled up with some fun and dynamic spiritual experiences and knowledge that I'll be sharing in each episode. Join me as I share ways to make spirituality practical, understandable, and fun. Brought to you each week in a compact mini morsel bite to satisfy your spiritual sweet tooth starting now. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa. So today I have got on an amazing author named Christy Whitman, who is a New York Times best selling author and transformational leader. She's appeared on the Today Show, The Morning Show, TEDx, and the Hallmark Channel, and her work has been featured in numerous publications and magazines. Christy teaches the law of attraction energy mastery, and personal development classes, meditations, and private sessions to help clients feel more aligned with the divine design of well-being, abundance, and success. She currently lives in sunny Arizona with her husband and two boys, and she is here today to share with us about her new book, The Desire Factor. Hi, welcome, Christy. I'm so excited you're here today.
1: Thank you so much, Teresa. I'm so excited to be with you.
0: (laughs) The desire. You know what? As I was reading through your book and looking over my notes, I'm like, wow, I can really feel the desire of this book. And it just came out recently. So let me tell my readers, my followers, what the book is called. It's called The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. Yes. And that's a mouthful, but boy, what a powerful um, title and subtitle.
1: Yeah, you know, it's time. It's time for us to really understand who we are, what we're literally breathing, and what desires are, and how that part of us that is breathing us wants more for us than we even want for ourselves. And that desires are the thing that gets us to grow. It's those spiritual breadcrumbs that we have that show itself to us as a human as desires. And we follow those spiritual breadcrumbs. Then we look back at our life and go, wow, like, look what I became because I wanted that or because I went after that is another way of saying it. Um, but I started moving in that direction. I manifested that. And, and wow, look at the trajectory of what happened. You know, it's time to get out of the victim mentality of, you know, what happened to me and, you know, the old ways of therapy and blaming others and, and that sort of thing, because it's it, it's time. It's time for us to follow our desires, understand how to manifest them, understand wh- who we're co-creating and partnering with giving ourselves permission because there's a lot of times people think that oh one desire is good but another desire is bad or one desire is good because it's non-material but another you know desire is material so that's not that's not good and all desires move us in a direction it's really about who we become in the process of attaining those desires
0: and don't you feel too that like, as you move through life, your desires change? Cause I know when you started your book, you mentioned about when you were younger and how you desired this beautiful fin- coach bag you started with, then you went yes. to the Findy bag. So you had these desires for these absolutely beautiful leather bags and then, and it kind of trans- transformed until now it's more about really your spiritual desires. Do you feel that kind of how a lot of the progression in some people's lives might, you know, be just, it's not just about the material things that we desire, but a bigger picture.
1: Absolutely. But there's still things that I, you know, desire materially, you know, Mm -hmm. like it might be a different house or it might be a different car. And so, but you're right. It's like from our desires change from decade to decade. So do, you know, what we prioritize and what we want. I mean, you know, when I was younger, obviously I don't have the desire for children anymore because I have them. But when I didn't have a partner, I desired to be a mom. Right. And I I still desire to be a mom. I still desire to be a good mom, but I definitely don't desire to be pregnant again and have another child. right? Right. I'm done. I'm good with that. (laughs) I'm with you too. I'm the same way. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Been there, done that.
1: Yeah. So the desires change, but yet they evolve too. I I remember when I was single and I wanted to find that partner, you know, that was my desire. And then I found him and then we lived in a condo together. And we, then we desired to have our house and we built our house and then we got pregnant because we wanted to have a baby. And then all of a sudden we got pregnant with another baby and then we desired a bigger house and, you know, and then we desired to not live in months. Montreal anymore. We desired to live in six months in Montreal and six months in Arizona. And we did that for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. then we desired to be, you know, it's like it evolves, but so right. does the journey.
0: Right. Definitely. And, um, I know one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to, you wrote the Webster's dictionary in your book, and I wanted just to say that out loud because i talk a little bit about that. So desire is from the Webster's dictionary, a conscious impulse towards something that promises enjoyment or satisfaction in its attainment. And that's exactly what you're talking about, whether it be a beautiful Fendi bag or, you know, the um, soulmate. Because for myself, I called in my soulmate later in life. And so I desired to have a partner that would do spiritual work with and would understand me and would talk to me on that level. And, you know, just that co-creating together as as a spiritual beings. So I desire that and I call that in. So I love the fact that, you know, whatever we, you know, to have that satisfaction and that attainment of whatever it might be.
1: Well, you know, that's just, that's interesting because yes, you have this Webster's Dictionary, you know, definement, right? But Mm -hmm. yeah, how many times do we get a desire and we go for something? We think if I get the guy, if I get the purse, if I get the job, if I get the promotion, whatever it might be, then I'll be happy. Right? right, And it's like, mm-hmm. we think that once I get it, then I'll be happy. And what the desire factor talks about and some of the principles that go into it is the fact that, you know, lots of your listeners might have attained something, but when they got there, they're like, well, that was empty. I, I, mm-hmm. it, it didn't give me the life-fulfilling thing I was looking for. And there's a reason because we approach desires from a very different way. We approach it like, I need that in order to be happy. So that's why I'm missing it. I don't have it like at you and wanting to have a soulmate. I was mm-hmm. in the same way, right? I didn't have one. So I thought mm-hmm. if I get one, then I'm going to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Right, But I'm coming from a place of lack, of yearning, of wanting, Mm -hmm. rather than a place of filling the fulfillment and being a vibrational match to it, because that's really what we're talking about here is that when we desire something... Typically we notice something and we either don't have something or we're wanting, you know, but most, most people stay in that. I don't have it. When is he coming? When's he going to show up? Right. Who's it going to be right. And, and why don't I have it? And, you know, and and all of those things, but we need to pivot and literally follow the seven step principle that the the council brought in for this book. And the first part is alignment. You cannot mm-hmm. feel bad on your way to a desire. You must be in alignment with it. And when you are feeling bad about a desire, it's because you're in lack. Lack always feels bad. And mm-hmm. it's always the place of fulfillment, feeling the energy of it, getting excited about it, focusing on what you want, surrendering the outcome and all those things. That's what's really happening when you're moving towards it. And then it comes to you in a beautiful, elegant, you know, fun, creative way. The way
0: the universe goes. Hello, here here it is for you. <laughs> right. So, talk more, Christy, about those seven universal principles.
1: So, yeah, the, I mean, the, this literally is uh, it just. I mean, I, I've had I've had so many people that that are in this industry that have read it, reviewed it, and said, "Wow, this really takes understanding manifestation to a whole different level." Because what the council has brought in is literally, it needs to go in the exact order, but. Yeah. It's like a domino effect, right? It's like they all open each other. And what, what I find is that most people that have, you know, whether it's watched the secret, read the secret, or, you know, have other manifestation tools that they've learned along their journey, it's like they have these pieces, but the pieces are in the wrong place in the puzzle, right? Mm. And so the desire factor really puts them all in the exact order that they need to go. It, it really is a step by step approach. It's kind of like a padlock. You know, and you have those padlocks. You, you need to have the numbers in order in order to open it up. So the very first one that we have to start with is the principle of alignment. And the principle of alignment is really understanding that we create from our consciousness. And so what is our consciousness? It's the words that we say, the thoughts that we think. The perspective, the belief, the expectations that we have, <laughs> the emotions that we either process or don't, or and the actions or the behaviors, the habits, right? The things mm-hmm. that we do in the world. And so in order to have our desires, we must be in alignment in all those aspects within ourselves mm-hmm. and be in resonance, be in harmony with that desire before it actually comes into physical manifestation.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And what I like about this book too is not, you know, the step-by-step, but also there's meditations and visualizations that go along with the questions. So it really, it just makes you dive in deeper to what do you really desire and what, how do you really want that to come forth?
1: Yes. And and while you're mentioning this, I I love it because you know the publisher want obviously, um, I'm so grateful for them. But they obviously wanted me to put in the meditations in the book. But I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever done meditations from a book. And I always laugh because it's like okay, begin sitting comfortably on the floor, on a chair (laughs) and gently close your eyes. And I'm like, wait a minute, how can I read the book (laughs) and close my eyes? Right. So it's like, take several deep breaths and relax your body, clear your mind. Well, wait a minute. I got to keep reading. How can I clear my mind if I need it? Right. So I recorded all of the exercises, all of the meditations Mm, that are in the book. And so when you get the book, you'll get a code to be able to download that. You actually get an activity guide that guides you so that you don't have to write in your book if you don't want to, you know, you have a separate piece of paper and worksheet to work through because they're questions, they're powerful questions Mm -hmm. that really get you to know yourself better and to know your desire and to know that co-creative part of you that gave you the desire in the first place. And Mm -hmm. then you have these meditations for each principle you know, to help you really imply it. Because as we all know, it's the (sighs) application of this stuff that really makes things work, right?
0: That action. Yes. Yeah. You can't just sit back and and desire on a couch and eat potato chips all day. It's like, that's not going to quite work. You have got to do some action.
1: Not unless you desire to gain weight. <laughs> right.
0: And you know, that might be some people's desire. Who knows? Right. right.
1: And so I know that's my husband. My husband desires to gain weight. He's always like, I want to gain weight. I want to get bigger, more muscle. And I'm like, you are the only person in the world that I know and desires that. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And so, talking about action, chapter seven is the principle of action. And so I was so guided to, um, to read a little bit of what the quantum council, because each of your chapters starts with a beautiful phrase that they came up that they wanted you to put in the book. So yeah. I want to read a little bit about this and we'll talk about the action. So half of it says, your job is to take the inspired action given to you. You are the eyes, ears, arm, and hand of the divine. You are the physical extension of this partnership your inner and outer action is essential for the attainment of all your desires the quantum council i mean that says it i mean there's i have chills on that that is yeah. profound you have to it take action
1: we do we we are the action takers the divine can i mean the divine is within us but it also is all energy right all from the from the camera to my nose this is the divine right this mm-hmm. is the it's all around us it's within us but right. this right here, that's just pure energy. That's not in a containment of a physical human being. It can't do much.
0: Mm-hmm. It needs
1: us, right? <clears throat> right? Excuse me. It needs the conduit to be able to take the action. Mm-hmm. And so it's our job to not only take the action, which most people think of when they think action, it's like physical hard work, pushing, mm-hmm. striving, action, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to meditate, you're taking an action. Yeah. When yes. you are, sh- when you're shifting a thought, from something that doesn't feel good to mm-hmm. to a thought that feels better you're taking an action it's an inner action mm-hmm. but is just as important as the outer action i wrote a, wrote in my um other book quantum success that it, quantum physicists have found that if you take 1 hour of inner action it's worth 7 hours of of hard work 7 hours of work Wow. And just by doing it, yeah, and it doesn't mean you have to do this hour of work all at once, and then it it you know it, it, uh, equivalents to you know it's equivalent to seven hours. It's all the little things that we do throughout the day. Right. It's choosing to feel good and process our emotions so that we can bring in energy when something upsets us. It's, it's literally, you know, changing a thought, ooh, where'd that come from? Or saying a word that doesn't feel good and go, wait, let me rephrase that, I can instead of can't, right? Uh-huh. Those are all the interactions that we take that make a huge difference, and that create a total different flow of energy, and then create a totally different result. So, there's the inner action, and then there's the outer action. And the other thing, a point that I want to make about that principle too is that you know there's this process or this this thought or this even belief system that to do an action you have to work hard, you have to right. struggle, mm-hmm. right? It's like trying to push a boulder up a, up a you know mountain. Well, action when done from all the inner work that we've done from all the, the principles, you're now in alignment. And from that alignment, you take inspired action.
0: Mm, And when you take
1: that, yeah. when you take Mm -hmm. the inspired action, you literally flow with it. It doesn't feel like hard work, but what's required from us is to come to that action with the fullness of who we are. Mm -hmm. right? So whatever you're being required to do in this interview right now, right? Uh I'm not thinking of other things. I'm not thinking Mm -hmm. about what my kids are doing. I'm not on my phone. I'm not sending an email. I'm not worried about anything. I'm fully, fully hundred percent here in this interview because Mm -hmm. this is the action I'm being asked to take right now. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's coming to, and, and we can only do that, have the fullness of who we are when we do the principle of alignment and we have our, our self-focused on what we want and we're joyfully expecting life to support us and you know we're in the principle of having the desires met and we're loving those desires, we're releasing and surrendering all that's not ours to take care of, now we're present, right? right? We've right. done all mm-hmm. that interaction, but now we're present to be more, to, be, to experience more, to deliver more, to serve more.
0: And I think that's one of the key aspects is being completely present because so many people these days are just pulled in all kinds of directions, not only physically, but just to me, energetically is is almost as big as being the physical, because if someone's pulling on you or you're thinking about this or moving over that way energetically, you are not in alignment. You are just all over the place.
1: Well, that's what the council talks about having split energy. And Split energy is... Most people don't understand this. This is why they talk about, and they're here to teach through me, uh, energy mastery. Because when you feel yourself moving towards something, yet you feel yourself being pulled in a a different direction, we know what that feels like. It feels like I'm splitting in two, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, well, we have the ability to merge that energy to release the energy that w- doesn't feel good and to come more in alignment with what does feel good mm-hmm. because if we have that split energy it's like we're, we we constantly feel that pull we don't feel an integrity we don't we can't feel the fullness of the presence of us because we're on something else the mind has us worrying or thinking or fretting on something mm-hmm. while you know the rest of us is like you know, or the mind might be might be doing affirmations until we're blue in the face. Well, we got the mind, you know, thinking positively, but the energy inside of our our stomach and in our, you know, emotional bodies in
0: anger. Right. 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 Totally not in alignment. No, it's split energy. Right, right. And I mean, the overall aspect of this is about the journey of becoming, of yes. being full, of being into who we really are as souls. And and, um, you know, embracing that in everything we do. Do you agree with that?
1: A hundred percent. That's what I wrote in this <laughs> this book is that, you know, it's not really about the end desire. It's not about the car or the man or the Fendi bag or anything else. It's about who we become in the process of attaining mm-hmm. the desire. Yeah. And so it's kind of fun because the personality and also the divine get to benefit. So I get to wear the Fendi bag. You get to have the husband, but the divine, you know, is interested in who you became in order to attract that husband or in order for me to attract the bag, Mm
0: -hmm. you know? So
1: it's, it's a reward any way you slice it, but us as humans, we have these obstacles that get in the way. Mm -hmm. And the first obstacle a lot of times is ourself. It's our own programming programming that says, well, that's materialistic, you know, Mm -hmm. or don't, don't be so, you know, focused on that, or you shouldn't. Want this, mm-hmm. or it's not okay to want that. So, we have our own obstacles that we create within ourselves or that we have picked up along the way, right? Um, one of them is money. You know, that's why I think, like, I, I don't know if, if it was conscious, but I'm like, let's just mess people up. You've got this thing <laughs> called money. It's a medium of exchange, mm-hmm. right? In order for me to even eat today, I have to have money to buy food. That's mm-hmm. the basic survival beyond even that. Comfort, clothe myself. You know, if I have air conditioning in my house when it's hot or heat in the cold, like all the basic survival, then there's like the fun experiences and, you know, really being able to thrive and to mm-hmm. to travel the world and to live in a house that has space or, you know, drive a fun car, whatever that may be. All of it requires having money. Right. Yet in the Bible, it says money is the root of all evil, which actually before this version of the Bible came, it was greed was the root of all evil.
0: Mm, it wasn't money,
1: right. mm-hmm. but someone changed it. Don't know who someone changed was not Christ. Someone <laughs> changed it to the love of money is the root of all evil. Right. So wait, How literally, when you think about this unconscious wave of energy that all of us are imprinted with, when we're Mm -hmm. not even aware of this, Mm -hmm. we need money, but I'm not supposed to love it. Well, how can I appreciate it? Because appreciation and gratitude and love are the highest vibrations in the universe. Right. So if I'm supposed to not love it, am I supposed to despise it? Mm -hmm. Especially if we're a spiritual person.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Right. How do you? Oh, yeah
1: how do you reconcile all of the years of someone that's in service and someone that's spiritual, they think like a monk, right? And they don't need much Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah. And
0: God forbid you should be wealthy and have all of your needs met and your wants met and you enjoy life fully. And And that goes to me back to like, you know, the big victim and lack that we have in society that, you know, I, and I want the government to take care of everything for me. And I don't need, I mean, it's like, hello, you can have so much better life and more fulfilling and, you know, and really get those, um, get those desires met in a whole different aspect than the lack and the victimhood that a lot of people are really are pulled into.
1: You cannot create from being in a victim you, you right. cannot, if you look at just the vibration, everything is energy. Mm-hmm. All energy carries a vibration. That vibration goes out into the universe as communication. And that then comes back. That's law of attraction as we know it, right? right. When yes. you look at vibration, if you look at vibrations as like a key on a piano notes, notes and keys on a piano, mm-hmm. the lowest vibration that there is, is powerlessness. Mm-hmm. And yet most people in our society are in powerlessness. Well, why did this happen to me? What happened to me? It's all about, you know, they they think that the universe is asserted itself, mm-hmm. and not realizing that this is not an assertion based universe. This is an attraction based universe. Right. And if we're in this victimhood that everybody else is to blame and all this stuff happened to me instead of for me, mm-hmm. we stay in that lower level consciousness. When we understand that desires move us in a way to empower us and that feel good, love is the highest vibration in the universe. That's one of one of the principles in the desire factor is the principle of loving. So mm-hmm. how do you reconcile this, right? Say that you want more money. You want to have a more financial independence, or you want to be able to have more time and money freedom.
0: Right. It's like
1: that that's in the background. How do you reconcile that? Well, love is the highest vibration. It's the manifestation ray. Mm-hmm. It's literally the manifestation vibration. Yep. And when we love something, right? It could it, it doesn't mean we have to love money, but love what money provides for you. Money is a tool for something else. Mm-hmm. So figure out, you know, is it really you want handfuls of money or what do you want the money for, right? right. Mm-hmm. You want to pay for something, you want to do something, you want to save it so that you feel what? And when we understand that, it's like, I want to have an investment account full of X amount of dollars. I want that because I want to feel free. I want to feel secure. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Love the feeling of freedom. Love the feeling of security.
0: And so I also want to talk about, um, back to the secret, and then all the way to what you're coming out now with the desire factor. And what have you felt has been a big shift energetically in the consciousness of humanity and all the everyone that's here between that time frame and now? Because there's been, you know, a couple decades since that book, since yeah. the secret and all that came out and the video and all that. And where Fourteen, we're at now?
1: Yeah, it's been the, about f- 14, 15 years. Yeah, 15 since years, yeah. Out.
0: and that yeah. was a huge, you know, huge thing for the planet. I mean, that was a big shift for those that really wanted to embrace it. So what is your perspective, and I've got chills and just asking this, with also the council and, and where we're at now energetically with, you know, all that's going on in the world right now with, you know, the pandemic and COVID and, and all this, you know, things with the governments and it's, it's a big time of, well, I feel time of change and shifting, but what is your perspective on between that time and where we're at now?
1: Well, a lot's being amplified right now. Mm -hmm. So when this all happened last year, I said to the council, I'm like, what gives? Like, what is this? Because it was like what, you know, it was was Black Lives Matter. And then it was, you know, the the, like you said, the pandemic and Black Lives Matter. And then, you know, the government and politics. And it was like everywhere that could be like a hornet's nest. I mean, everything was coming up. And what they told me from the very beginning was that this is an amplification time whatever has been under the service as like an unconscious murmur is literally coming up. And some people are going to bring it up to release it as energy. And other people are going to suppress it either more because everybody has free will and choice. But those that are literally coming into awareness and releasing it are the ones that are waking up. There's more of a higher energy coming onto the planet. Mm-hmm. And there's more of people like you and I that are becoming more conscious and spreading that conscious message and, mm-hmm. you know, talking about empowerment. It, it's an evolution, right? right. It's like mm-hmm. It's like, when you think about it years and years ago, and, and I am not bagging on therapy, therapy helped me during the time mm-hmm. that I need it, but it was a beginning point for me. But right. therapy, as I understood it, and as I experienced it was look at the past, look and dissect it, talk about the stories, you know, all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really releasing the energy on it. Right. right. It was like yeah. the, the what, what the council's brought through and most people are with energy medicine and vibrational medicine are now understanding is that, you know, the mind, the whole consciousness is, is, is one and Mm -hmm. the mind activates the emotions, the emotions activate the mind. So it's kind of like, you know, Louise Hay came around, right? Uh Leading edge stuff with affirmations. We all love Louise, right? Right. But Mm -hmm. affirmations only go so far if you're not invoking the emotions, if you're not releasing the emotions. So it's all been, and then the secret comes out, right? It's all been an involvement. It's Mm -hmm. all been a space. It's kind of like if you think about music, right? Mm -hmm. When you and I were kids, right? We had records, we had eight tracks,
0: Mm -hmm. right? And then it became
1: cassettes, (laughs) and then it became, you know, download. I mean, the kids these days don't even know what an eight track is, right? There's been a complete evolution Mm -hmm. in how we listen to the music. Mm -hmm. But in spiritual terms, it's been the same. People revert back to the old ways of being money is the root of all evil yet. I need right. money. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's breaking through from people that channel that have these desires. Rhonda Byrne herself had a desire to learn more and then right. she with that she then started researching and doing all that she could right mm-hmm. and then you know it was the secret was originally supposed to be 8 people that were being interviewed and mm-hmm. then she went to a transformational leadership council meeting which i am a part of and interviewed a lot of the people in there mm-hmm. and you know that evolved just like mm-hmm. as her desire to get this work out into the world evolved mm-hmm. it was a desire that sparked that everything starts with a desire So it's all been an involvement and here we are. Now we have more people that have more information, more consciousness, Mm -hmm. and it's like times like this, we can go back to the old paradigm of looking at, you know, who's to blame that victim consciousness, what happened to you, you Mm -hmm. know, that whole thing, or you can look at it as, you know, what happened for me? So that I could be where I'm at today to awaken and ch- and whatever time I have left on this planet, whether it's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever time I have left, I'm able to thrive and to feel good because that's our divine blueprint.
0: I love that so much. And, you know, a lot of people that I've um, talked to in the last, over the last year has said it's actually been one of the most profound years they've ever had in the right. sense of the most expansion for inner growth for, you know, where they're at in their lives and also the shifts that happened really needed to happen. It wasn't like, I mean, and I always look at it like it was a, a you know, it was an egg that broke open. And so once the egg broke, it's like, you know, things started hatching and coming out. And I, even for myself, it's been a phenomenal year. I mean, I can't, yeah. I mean, of course people, you know, there's been obviously so many things with the pandemic and people passing and et cetera. But I mean, for myself and my spiritual work, the bigger picture too is, well, we also are over- we, we have a lot of people on the planet now. And I think that a lot of them perhaps were, you know, already kind of ready to transition. And this might have assisted them in certain ways, especially the, you know, the quite a bit older people. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of ways that people look at it, but, and also back to that victim and lack that has come out in, over this time frame and the last couple of years, it's, so prevalent, but there's so many more people really getting that light shone on them and really, you know, standing, standing up and coming forward and saying, okay, I'm ready for the change that's here. Yeah. And that's super exciting. Yeah.
1: It is. I mean, it is an amp, like when the council said it's an amplification time, when you think about someone that is lonely mm-hmm. and now they're being quarantined by themselves, it's going to bring up the loneliness. Mm-hmm. And at right. that point, when you're in so much pain, what do you do? I know in times like that, I would be like on my knees going, God, help me. Right. So that's a spiritual opening. That's a spiritual asking. Mm-hmm. Other people turn to the bottle or to weed or to food or, you know, to other things, right? Mm-hmm. It's all free will and choice. And it's when we're ready, it's our own willingness. It, you know, it's it's amazing because it was something that was so misunderstood for with me for so long is that saying that many are called, but few are chosen. It's not like the divine's going, okay, Teresa and Christy, you guys are chosen, the rest of you are not. It's not like that. No. It's like the light goes out and we self-select. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that choose. Right? Many are called. Action. Yeah. And many yes. are called means that all of us have this available, mm-hmm. but it but it's us that choose to go, I don't want to go that way anymore. Being and you a, have victim, a choice. Yes, it's free yes. will. That's what yes. principle number two, the principle of focus. Where do we focus? Right. We focus on fear or faith. We focus right. on lack or abundance.
0: And it's also about those that will show up because um, I have a couple stories years ago, but this one that was really prevalent is I had a friend that she was given a download of a, um, an article to tell the newspaper and put in the newspaper, and she's like, "Oh no, I'm not going to do that." And then a week later, someone else got the same information and put it in the paper. It's that thing like if you don't take action, okay, well, you're not maybe you're not the first choice, you're second or third choice, but the people behind you didn't want to do it. So we're gonna move on. And so that's how the universe works also. Free will, you know, you have a choice. And if you don't want to do it, okay, well, we'll find the next person.
1: The, the divine is so brilliant in the fact that it gives the exact person the the desire. Right. And the the person can go, ooh. But then the fear kicks in and goes, oh, I don't want to do that. Who, who am I to write an article or who am I to do this? Or, you know, I don't know how to do that or how, what would other people think? Right. And so that desire just goes, and then the energy goes back up and it loops over and it goes into the next person.
0: Exactly. And I've, I mean, I've seen that in so many different aspects and different ways, but it's so, it's so prevalent because a lot of people do pass. You know, and so like you said, then it's you know Christy and Teresa who go. Okay, well, you know, you'll write the books, and I'll do the podcast, and I'll do this or whatever it's going to be. But I mean, to show up is a big deal.
1: Showing up is everything. It's what we're required to do. It's the action part of the whole manifestation process. I mean, if we if we're not doing it, you know, the divine is going to
0: find someone that will, without a doubt. Well, Christy, it's been so wonderful. What is the last thing you want to share with my listeners about the desire factor?
1: Oh, It's just, you know, first of all, the the council, I'm just so blessed to, to be able to receive them and channel them. But this book is just holding it has an incredible energy. And as Marie Diamond said that the desire factor is not just a book, it's a guide, you could literally ask a question, open it and you get your answer. And as the council says, it's a portal. It's literally a portal to for something more, um, and and to, it leads you to a place where it, you're back into your divine design of well-being and abundance and success and love. And uh, so I'm I'm really excited for everybody, as many people to get their hands on it, to start reading it, to start feeling the shifts within themselves, to you know to start getting back into feeling their life where they get to thrive and to feel good. So. I'm I'm really excited. Thank you for the opportunity. And when you go to the DesireFactor.com, it takes you to many different places, and there are so many different bonuses. We have a live um, live uh, coaching session with the council coming up in May, um, where you literally have four sessions with them. It's a $700 value for buying a you know $14 book.
0: Oh, love it. Okay, well, we'll we'll check that out and I'll have all of your links in the show notes so my um, followers and listeners can go on there and check it out and get that book. And I, again, I so appreciate coming on and sharing with everyone today The Desire Factor and your desire of working with your amazing counsel and what you're doing in the work in the world. So thank you so much, Christy. Thank you. What a super inspiring episode. And thank you again, Christy, for coming on and sharing about your amazing new book, The Desire Factor. And I'll have all the information on how to connect with Christy and get a copy for yourself in the show notes. So thanks again so much for listening to today's episode. And just remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.